Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson, and thank you for downloading this week's episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. This is a real quick one this week. This is one that I had pre-recorded. Remember I said I had some of them pre-recorded from when Mike was doing his board review. Something that I was learning about when I was studying for the boards that I honestly had never really thought about before until I was studying for the boards, and I realized that it like was never in any of my differentials and I've probably missed it, if I'm honest. And it's maybe okay, but I just think it's really interesting. That's one of the nice things about emergency medicine, though, right? Like, no matter how smart you think you are, if you kept reading, you would realize you really don't know that much. There's always something else to learn. And so, random topic this week, but one of the things that I was reading up on that I realized I knew nothing about was all of the funguses, fungal infections, right? Not like not like candidiasis or like a yeast infection, but like the fungal infections and clinically how these work in the real world and what these look like in the emergency department. That's what we're going to talk about today. And I know it's a little random, but my main goal is to point out five clinical applicable observations that actually kind of matter with limited brain space to use because it's not a huge topic that I made when I was studying the different fungi, stuff that will impact my clinical practice personally. First, what fungi are important to know? And there's a big one. By far, the most important fungus that you need to know that applies to emergency medicine is a fungal infection called mucormycosis because it's necrotizing and bad and deadly and nasty. It's called mucormycosis. And next time you have a lecture or something on mucormycosis, pay attention because that is like the one fungal life threat that we all need to be worrying about in emergency medicine. That honestly, I'd never even put on my differential probably ever, mostly because I, I feel like I don't see it, but maybe I missed it. And uh, But you, you need to know mucormycosis. It's very deadly. It causes black facial discharge and swelling and cranial nerve involvement, like black scars on the skin or in the mouth. And it's it's black and it's nasty and it's necrotizing and it's deadly and it's a fungal infection called mucormycosis, mucormycosis. A few other fungal infections that you may need to know, but they're like lower yield, especially in real life. So aspergillus is a big one that gets mentioned a lot because it causes like these different aspergillus diseases. There's like aspergillomas and bronchopulmonary aspergillosis and invasive aspergillosis. Um, so there, there's that one, but again, I, I feel like pretty low yield clinically and especially on your test, at least for us listeners, there's like those three regional ones that you probably remember. Like if you draw a triangle on the map of the United States on the, the bottom left of that triangle in the Southwest is coccidiomycosis at the top of the triangle and the North central is histoplasmosis. And then kind of at that bottom right of the triangle in the Southeast is blastomycosis, all fungi that mm, I guess suppose may be on your test, um, but the real important one to know is mucormycosis. They're all stuff that you get from the soil. They all cause fungal infections, but you got to remember mucormycosis. Mucormy I can't even say it. Mucormycosis. That's the, the really big one. Second, the only time you really need to be considering these 
is when you have an immunocompromised patient with an infection, especially like a mystery infection. So if if you have an immunocompromised patient and they've been on a bunch of different antibiotics and their pneumonia is not getting better or whatever, that's kind of like the red flag to remember. Immunocompromised is like the red flag for fungal infections. It's where you see these infections clinically manifest. Not really as much in healthy patients. It's in immunocompromised patients. It's it's in the differential of immunocompromised, so HIV, really bad diabetes, people on immunosuppressants, alcoholics, uh, patients with organ transplants. That's where you're going to see mucormycosis as well as the other ones, aspergillus, coccidiomycosis, histoplasmosis, blastomycosis. That's when you're going to start seeing these symptoms manifest. And it's not that healthy people can't get exposed to these and can't like get the fungal infection. It's just that they are almost always asymptomatic because they're healthy. And these infections like mucormycosis and coccidio or whatever are mostly going to manifest themselves in an immunocompromised patient once that healthy patient becomes immunocompromised. Third thing, all of these present with like the same spectrum of illness the same clinical picture. So don't get too bogged down with the details here. With the exception of mucormycosis, which eats tissue, it's necrotizing. The rest are generally on one end of the spectrum, completely asymptomatic, especially in healthy individuals. And then as you go up the spectrum, generally you you develop some mild, like non-specific symptoms like, oh, you're weak or you're a little feverish, or you maybe have some respiratory stuff like cough or a little hemopsis, or and then and then it advances to like the advanced side of the, the spectrum where it's like severe and disseminated chaos and destruction of different organs around the body. And you have meningitis and osteomyelitis and all these rashes and blindness and seizures. So that's like a spectrum that you can see with all fungal infections from nonspecific to kind of like pulmonary stuff to like disseminated symptoms. That's how all of these fungal spectrums look. Fourth, generally speaking, at least in my simplified mindset, fourth, generally speaking, mild infections are going to be treated with etraconazole, something that ends in conazole on your test for nonspecific symptoms or mild symptoms like mild pulmonary symptoms. Etraconazole is your answer, something that ends in conazole. And then fifth and final point for really bad pulmonary symptoms or disseminated symptoms or that necrotizing mucormycosis, you use amphotericin B or I've heard everyone calls it amphoterable, right? That's, that's my five fungal pearls. No mucormycosis, 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 that necrotizing, nasty, flesh-eating fungus. And then there's the other fungus as well. So like aspergillus, coccidiomycosis, and then in the top middle of the United States, it's histoplasmosis and blastomycosis at the bottom right of the U.S. Think about these in immunocompromised patients when you see mysterious nonspecific symptoms or pulmonary symptoms like an abnormal chest x-ray or hemoptysis or whatever, especially when antibiotics are really not working. Then treat the mild infections with etraconazole and the bad infections like mucor or when patients are really, really sick with a fungus infection with amphotericin B is usually going to be your your test answer. And that's that's all I, I know, honestly, about fungal infections. That's all I got. That's what I think uh, is about all that you need to know. I might read about it some more in the future, but I got more important things to learn about. 
Just keep it really basic. I base this off of the American Academy of Emergency Medicine board review book, and I realized I didn't know much about these. So I tried to at least give myself a simplified mindset so that it, at least it goes into my differential. But don't spend a lot of time here. But hopefully this episode will help you remember this sometime in the future, and you can impress your attendings with your broad differentials, right? And um, But that wraps it up. So be sure to, again, follow on Facebook because I would like to do some office hours study hall type stuff eventually, even if it's not like all the time. But every once in a while, it'd be fun to kind of interact with you. And until next week, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift. <laughs>